Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed, and with me, as ever, is Merrick Larwood. Hello, Merrick. How Hello. are you? Uh, what? Hello, David. Hello. Film listeners. Right. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. What about that film listeners for a way of calling people? Film listeners. The name for people. Yeah, we've never really found the collective word for our listeners, have we? Who cares? Uh, a couple of people, I think, but for not very long in the day. Um, well, Chris, Chris Webb and friends. <laughs> Chris Webb and the Danganites. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, we're here to talk to you yet again about... Films. Now, I have been to the cinema um, to see a new release that uh, I imagine nobody's heard of. What's it called? Uh, now, this is a film called Mr. Six. Never heard of it. Exactly. Uh, now, this is a Chinese film. I went to a screening in not the Odeon Leicester Square, which can seat almost 1,500 people, but the other Odeon near Leicester Square. Panton? Panton Street. Um... Uh, I went to a screening uh, there, Leicester Square. Guess how much tickets were? 100 yen. <laughs> no, they were £6 in Leicester Square. Um, so I went to, which I was very surprised by, uh, but I went there with my brother and we were the only non-Chinese people in the screen. John Reed, the Volsball MVP. From last year, yeah, yeah, M- last year's MVP. I mean, the season of Volsball hasn't started yet, but... I think he's in with a shot to get it two years running. Okay, but yeah, we went to this film, uh, small screen, but it's um, basically it's a Chinese film about a Beijing aged gangster who has sort of retired. He's he's a bit sort of like a, a Bob Hoskinsy figure from the seventies. Sounds like the Godfather. No, but he, he's proper sort of working class. Never made it huge, you know. Was just a sort of bloke um, and he's sort of known in his community but doesn't have much money sort of the earth um, bloke sort of the earth violent bloke but or sort of oh. that's right I wondered how long <laughs> it would take until you couldn't help yourself um, but his son is kidnapped by that's Michael Caine you're getting very confused. I'm doing, a, I'm doing a Chinese. Could Michael you not Kane. remember any um, Bob Hoskins lines? Fell are Zulus, fathers of them. That's Michael Caine again. That's Michael Caine. 
What did he do in the Longwood Friday? What did uh, Bob Hoskins say? Is it like that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It is. But um, his son gets kidnapped by uh, somebody, and so he goes after them. A bit like the limey in that regard, actually. Um, or, or one of our dinosaurs is missing. <laughs> a bit like that, yeah. But uh, it turns out that um, it's basically a load of spoilt rich kids um, have... Uh, imprisoned is a strong term for it but his son because he scratched one of their Ferraris but um, so they didn't know they were messing with I'm definitely on their side well I tell you what it's really really well done it's not just an excuse for glorified violence there's barely any violence in it and his character is basically Again, that myth, mythical film figure of the gangster with a moral code, you know, a code of conduct, the way things are done. And if you disrespect somebody, then you've got to do something to pay that back and all of this. And it's him mixing with the next generation of young punk kids who don't give a damn about anything and just like, oh, ignore it, it'll be fine, and take what they want and never never polite to anyone and all of that. And it's the two generations rubbing up against each other is the basic backbone of the entire story. And it's... Good criminal, bad criminal. Well, sort of, but it, it then gets more real than that and it's not just about villains and heroes, you know, it's just about people. But it is really well done. It's great. And the central uh, performance is of the character of Mr. Six, which I guess is his uh, sort of gangster nickname, yeah. um, is great. It's by an actor called Xiao Gang Fen. And he's, he's just excellent. Really, really good. Um, and it, it, it's funny at times as well. It's really funny. I mean, I didn't laugh at all, the, all of the jokes. Did it mo- go down well with the audience? Yeah, yeah, it did. There were moments when everybody laughed and John and I just looked at each other. We were like, what was, what's the... I didn't How see did you joke know about this film, man? Well, um, uh, my brother has a Chinese friend who uh, actually spent Christmas with us. And uh, oh, she recommended it. Friend? So, yes. Yes. Just friend? Yes. I mean, that's, this isn't the place to discuss this. Yeah, it's private business. <laughs> yeah, it's private stuff. But yeah, no, friend. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, it was her recommendation. She said uh, all of her friends back home had uh, said it was great. And and it was, it was really good. There's something interesting about the way um, Chinese stuff's structured, because I've seen it before, and it all seems to take far longer to do the same sort of stuff than English language. Things. What do you mean? As in, they meander around points rather than they've solid, they've uh, diluted down or solidified rather the the story process into you know the briefest number of points. Whereas theirs seem to take a lot longer, and you get that sort of yeah, get on with it, mate. Sort of in the middle, um, and I've I've experienced that a couple of times with especially actually just sort of East Asian cinema. Mm. But um, so it's it's a bit overlong, but. You also sort of appreciate that because you go, well, we're telling our story. This is what our story is, and so we're not going to we're not going to rush it because you 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 can guess what's coming, which is sort of I think what we're getting to the point of in this country and in America now of just like you've seen something like this before, so blah blah, blah you know what basically what we're doing. We'll get to the end. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's really good. It's really really good. Um, it, how would you classify it? A gangster thriller? No, it's not really a gangster thriller at all. That's just what the characters are. It's, I would say it's a psychological drama. 
It's okay. about an old man coming to terms with his age and trying to reconnect with his son, who he's been a crap father to, basically, is what it's about. Um, but whilst still trying to hold a moral code of conduct when nobody else holds these opinions at all anymore and basically just bringing rack and ruin down upon himself by holding out as being a bastion of this is the way things are done um, and that's really interesting that. I feel a bit like that well, without, I think without you, the son without, I, the son without having had a son yeah, yeah. Um, so but I think you would enjoy it for that very reason like it is you, you are totally on his side with just how rude everybody is you know um, but it escalates to ridiculous proportions and does get... It, it's funny. It is very funny at the Why same time. Why is it called Mr Six? That's the character's name. Like, they all have sort of uh, weird uh, gangster-like names. Yeah. Um, that just... I don't know if that's got greater significance in China. So I don't is, know. is there a big sort of... Uh, do they show a lot of Chinese films at the Panton, then? I don't know, you know, because it's close to Chinatown, of course. So I wonder yeah. if they do... Uh, do I'll have to keep an eye on and that. And was it full up? No, it, but, and it was a small screen. You know, actually, what did annoy me was, um, uh, you know that for health and safety or whatever reasons, they seem to have to keep on a certain level of lighting in the aisleways. Oh, Well, yeah. this screen at the, the Odeon, were, the fire escape was by the screen, and so there was a spotlight on in front of me for the entire film. But they, you say that, but I was in the. I think it's in the picture. It was quite dark, so I've noticed they've got the lights on the on the aisles, haven't they? Yeah. Some things on there, but I, I remember thinking it was quite dark. At a cinema I was going to, I, thought, I couldn't really see. The well, screen. the smaller the room, the more these little lights are going to affect it. But it was glaring in my eyes in front of me for the entire film. Which is like, I'm not going to come back here. You know, yeah. it's not good enough. Poor Panton. Also, one of the audience members got their phone out to WhatsApp in front of me during oh. a film. Couldn't, can't stand it when you've got that just glaring at, from the other side. Not on. Not on. Um, but no, Mr. Six, it's it. I, I, it's not a perfect film, but it was a really interesting film. And How it was many really Davids? Good. I think I'd give it seven. seven Mr. Davids. Six gets seven. Mr. Six gets seven Davids. Um, yeah, really good central performance as well. You just, you, you get everything, you know, it's good. It's really good. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Thank you, China. Thank you, China, for producing Mr. Six. Um, yeah, and if you want uh, an antidote to all of the big blockbusters and just sort of British Oscar fodder, then this is a different, interesting film. I read an article in the BBC about what's coming up this year in terms yeah. of films. All superheroes, yeah. all remakes. Is that right? So what have we got? I didn't even... I, I, I can't remember. I just shut my brain down. It was just literally... Remake, 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 superhero, super, super, super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't one mention of a film that's not a remake or some sort of superhero thing. Bullshit. There's only one superhero film I think I'm looking forward to, and it may be for wrong reasons. Is it all the bad guy ones? Uh, no, Deadpool is the only one because it's an R-rated one, um, and it's got a sweary sense of humour and it's hyper-violent. So we just go, well, at least it's going to be different. And he's just a man with swords who can heal very fast. Well, I'm going to be ignoring them all. Okay. So if you want to find out about him, go, get lost. <laughs> i tell you what it is time for. What? Play the jingle. Um, some people are writing letters, 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 reading them out. 
we've had a letter here. Yeah. From Philip the Shirley. Philip the Shirley? Philip, well, if he was French, yeah. Philip the Shirley. Philip the Shirley. Okay. What does Philip want? Um, help for Marek and podcast question. Dear David and Marek, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. The best part of Christmas was your podcast. Oh. I mean, he must have had a... <laughs> Terrible Christmas. Multiple family deaths. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Philip the Shirley continues. Oh, I thought you would appreciate this photo of Marek playing his new sports game. This could be used to promote sales of mugs, etc. on the website. Um, I mean, it won't. Basically, you've sent an email with a visual joke, Philip Le Shirley. What is it? So it's, it's a picture of Boris Johnson playing tennis. Okay. And it's a reference to my Volksball website, which is, uh, which my sport I invented, which is losing me money. Anyway, he continues. Also, I enjoyed Dear Zachary, so thanks for that. You're welcome. That is a film called Dear Zachary that's available on YouTube that is very good. Go find it. Question for the podcast, please. Do you ever use lines from films in everyday life as part of normal conversation? For example, I use No Shit Sherlock, although I can't remember uh, what film it comes from. Uh, probably a detective film. <laughs> It's probably a Sherlock Holmes film, isn't it? I have u- also used lines from the Terminators to win arguments. Keep watching the films, Phil. Well. you use any? I don't think I do. I don't really like people who quote films. No. I, I remember no, someone I said... Don't, to, I don't do I that. watching a fight at school. Yeah. And one of the kids said, um, your arse is grass and I'm a lawnmower. Oh no! I mean, that kid's I mean, gonna get beaten it, up it, now. It was on the Isle of Wight, and he was about literally about <laughs> twelve. But that was what he said before he got into a fight with someone. Like it was cool. What film is that from? Your ass is grass, and I'm a lawnmower. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. But um, no shit, Sherlock is apparently uh, originates in the forties uh, and fifties, forties around then. But the first known popular culture use was in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh really? That's yeah. a very good film. There you go. Good fact as well. Well, we've looked it up, and what we can find is a film by Tarantino. There's the police. Uh, My Best Friend's Birthday, which he made in 1987. It's got a 5.8 in IMDb, and that's one of the quotes. And I think this is one of the films he made before he got uh, famous. Is it a feature film? It's one hour and nine minutes. And he's the director. It's the first film... By Quentin Tarantino, and he also stars in it as well. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, but no, I don't think I use film quotes. I think they stand out like a sore thumb when you use them, don't they? Yes, you look like a knob. I don't have much, uh, enough of a dick anyway about doing that. I think I occasionally say, clever girl, when, uh, to patronise uh, uh, men when they, uh, they you know, pull a trick on you. I do like... To, the only one I like to say is... It puts the lotion on its skin, which I've said. Well, that's to only to women down your well, isn't it? I say that to me. It's quite funny to say that to a girl when uh, she's at the bottom of your well. No, just <laughs> it, 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 at the wrong moment because it's real. Or else it gets the hose again. It puts the lotion on its skin. Or else it gets the hose. I didn't say the hose bit. Um. All right, well, that's the end of the letters section. Right. Yeah, that's it for letters. That's it for letters. We're really low on letters. We are low on letters, so if you'd like to write to us and have it read out on the show, then please email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com is the address. 
if you'd like to post any links to one another because we can't really read out links on the show then do that on facebook forward slash film fandango or you can tweet us if you want to just sort of uh, babble back and forth uh, at film fandango at mr david reed or at marrick larwood so uh marrick you have also seen a film this week it puts the lotion on its skin okay that film was uh, it, it's it's um, thingy, isn't it? Uh, Science of the Lambs. No, I know what that is. <laughs> what film have you got to see? Oh, right. I didn't go and see a film. No? I watched a film at home. Um, in one of the weirdest double bills of all time, uh, Mr. Six and... I thought I fancied a Hitchcock film, so I looked at one he hadn't watched, and, and allegedly he said in an interview that this was his favourite film. Hang on, I thought you watched a different one first. Oh, sorry. I was going to talk about Diana. Diana, the film about Princess Diana starring Naomi Watts. But I think I've watched half an hour of it and I couldn't get through it (laughs) because it was so shockingly bad. What do they focus on? Is it the romance of her and the tragedy? It is incredible seeing Naomi Watts do a really bad job of a of a, what it looks like I, I will watch it properly and review it properly yeah in the first half hour there's clearly a lot of money gone into it but every scene is rushed because you know working in films and we we have believe it or not had experience of acting in things it takes a long while to set up a shot and light a shot yeah yeah and I really noticed this film jumps all over the place but they're almost to set up a shot takes about three or four hours to do it, light a scene properly, especially for fit for a film. It must take a long time. They're literally jumping from shot to shot, as if it's you know when you watch action films now and there, and then you watch an action film from the seventies, and the amount of time it takes between each cut yeah, has got yeah. short. So our attention span. Well, it's not then. just our attention span; it's the fact that they're now they don't put in the rehearsal time and the quality of performances so they cut around it to keep it frenetic rather than just letting you see something that is exciting yeah um so they tend to cut on the punch uh, there's a great Jackie Chan interview about this where he says he can't stand it uh, they cut on the punch to give it that energy but it just means you never actually see anything land mm. whereas he would punch and then cut to another angle and you'd see the same punch again and then again and again so you'd get that same impact three times and therefore you get to actually see what's happening. Well, I mean, so often we're just seeing a rather poorly choreographed dance, move by move, and then they add sound effects on top or of it. Or car chases. A lot of the shots in car chases no are, clue are what's not, going in, on. not intelligible shots. Yeah, it's why you, what you really appreciate directors like George Miller, who did Mad Max, when, when they shoot... Um, car chases you just go yeah I know exactly what's going on and it's awesome 50% of car chases are unwatchable it's just yeah. like breaking indoors wheels turning oh, shots of windows awful don't make awful. sense um, have you seen uh, Ronin a film that has it's that's quite good, that's it's quite false, good for car chases isn't it? the car chases are sublime yeah I remember thinking that. it was really good I thought yeah, of Ronin yeah. as you said it um, anyway so think of watching an action film yeah then applying that cutting thing to a slow drama about Princess Diana, and they're just shots of her. Suddenly, will cut to her running in the park with about three different setup shots in five seconds, and there's no relevance of her running in the park at all. 
You'll go her walking to her state at home. There'll be half com- conversations. If, if you think the film's about to start... Yeah. Uh, sorry, you think it's the start of a scene, but that is the scene. <laughs> I can't explain it. And she goes to... Uh, basically, this is after she's divorced Prince Charles, and this is you sort of, it starts with the, the, the tunnel in Paris, and it's sort of the flashback of her, her last couple of years leading up to those events when she right. died. And... I never heard of this story before. Apparently, she she fall the story she falls in love with a doctor. The bit I got to this is Princess Diana. She falls in love to a doctor. She just turns up to a hospital because she's seen her to flirt and says, "Oh, I like hospitals." And she's walking around with her, having this inane conversation through these hospital corridors while everyone's going, "Oh, it's Princess Diana." Just saying, "Oh, so what do you?" Uh, she's like someone who's had a lobotomy. They, they haven't got any of the in, the innocence of Diana is played as if oh she's. <laughs> two-dimensional how do you justify totally being stupid. in this hospital she could just love hospitals that's yeah. great I love it let's use it she loves which is weird and then he comes round this Indian doctor played by some, by some bloke from Lost comes round her flat <laughs> she can't cook so she's cooked him a pasta microwave pasta meal and hopes it's alright I mean she's basically uh, almost plays if she's this 12 year old idiot girl yeah and she falls in love with a man, this is why I stopped watching it, who comes round her house, says he doesn't like the food, asks her if he's got any booze, asks if she minds whether he smokes, uh, and whether they can, uh, and whether they, well, she's got a TV, gets her to go out for a Burger King, and sits there, asks if she's got more booze, and makes her watch the football. I mean, that is someone, and at the end of that, which would be the worst first date, i.e., a so I a drunken bored husband come around and go yeah I'm going to ignore you and watch TV and get pissed and drink your boo- yeah. booze and get you to pay for a takeaway she does this thing when he leaves she closes the front door as if she's in a a teenage <laughs> she's romance swept off her feet oh, I can't believe it he came round smoked <laughs> drank expensive booze ate a burger ignored me while the football's on and now I'm in love with him as if that was a great as if as if that was the greatest experience of Princess Diana's life, who's been probably some of the, you know... I mean, she, yeah, I mean, Prince Charles, he could have drunk the finest boozes and ate at the finest Burger Kings he ever chose. But it was just a total mess. But yeah. I will carry on watching it, so... But that's, that's interesting. How many films do you reckon you've quit halfway through before? A few... I, 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 I do it with the mentality of... Uh, I mean, I walked out of The Mummy 2, I think it was. I hated it so much. Oh, I mean, you should watch The Mummy 3. It gets even worse. It was one of the moments... I, don't know, I walked out of that, but I don't, won't often... The Mummy 3 has CGI yetis doing the field girl symbol. Um, it's really trousers. Um, I walked out... Um, well, I walked out of Batman and Robin, uh, but my girlfriend at the time was bored, so that's sort of fair enough. I turned off... Um, Captain Corelli's Mandolin after watching it on DVD after 15 minutes I just couldn't stomach it anymore it was so bad um, Nicolas Cage film as well yeah. but I couldn't I couldn't stand well the thing is doing this you can normally talk about it. I, mean, I started watching it late and I thought I would get back to watching it ahead of the podcast but I just could not be asked to find the hour yeah yeah but I will uh, um, I will do a proper review we should both watch force ourselves to watch Diana so instead, I watched. Uh, I fancied watching an old uh, Hitchcock film. I watched Shadow of a Doubt, 
And it stars... Um, well, here's the basic story. is There's uh, an uncle who's in trouble for some reason. You don't know what it is at the start. He's played by Joseph Cotton, who you probably will recognise... Yeah, what do I know Joseph from Cotton from? The Third Man. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 of Kane. course. He's got a very familiar face. He's in uh, Magnificent Ambersons. Quite a lot of stuff. That sort of um, 30s and 40s star... Anyway, he goes back to visit his... He's trying to escape from these policemen who are after him, and he goes back to this sort of innocent American town where he's called Uncle Charlie, and he goes to see his family, and particularly his niece is also called Charlie, who thinks she's got some sort of connection with him because she's just projecting this perfect uncle thing onto right. him, and they're all quite sweet and innocent, but he's bad, and he's done something... And slowly, the young Charlie, his niece, finds out that her uncle isn't who she thought he was. He's done something bad. Oh, wow. Um, the loss of innocence. What I find refreshing about watching these 1940s films yeah. is how innocent and pure everyone is. I mean, they're like the Diana... I don't believe Diana, it, you know... It, you know, I'm watching Diana being innocent, pure now. But then you can sort of believe it. Everyone's quiet. Even this this young Charlie's probably about sort of twenty years yeah. old, twenty one years but old. As soon as people watch four hours of television a day, there's not an innocent person left on earth, is yeah. there? I mean, <laughs> it's something really refreshing about seeing everyone walking around smartly dressed in suits, everyone being really polite, yeah. probably like Mister Six's old life. I just think, and you see all the. I know it's a film, and it's everything's great. But you see all the old cars, you see the old buildings. Everything looks beautiful. I know it's Hollywood, so it's not fair. Yeah, yeah, way. yeah. But it ju- I just watching it, and I said to my girlfriend, I thought, God, things do seem as if they've got a lot, lot worse <laughs> in the past seventy years, because everything's just has this nice, innocent feel to it. Which, even though she's supposed to be sort of a thriller-ish, yeah, it's nonetheless uplifting. You know, I can't explain. It's the innocence. Sure. It's just nice watching, nice clothes, nice cars. It's a romantic nice. era, you mean? Yeah, even though it was, you know, during the Second World War. Um, the, the young child played by Theresa Wright, who uh, you may recognise from a few old films. Uh, her dad, I really like the, her dad, and this bloke called Hume. Hume um, Croin, Cronin or something he he plays one of the old men in Cocoon okay and he's in Batteries Not Included yeah 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 this is him I recognise what oh that's him as a a clear you know that's him 40 50 years ago when he was oh a young my actor. god he's the, he but for a time in the 80s he, he was, was the guy. wrinkly old man yeah you can see him as a as a young bloke um, uh, and he's friends with Young Charlie's dad, and they just. It was about... always him and Jessica Tandy, wasn't it? In everything. Yeah. Well, I say everything. The cocoon movies and batteries not included, but it was they were a pair, definitely. But he even looks sort of old then. Do you imagine him old? Right. Um, but he, they have a nice sort of uh, subplot when they're talking about how to commit the perfect murder and how they kill each other. Um, so basically, uh, it's all about young Charlie finding out uh, her uncle's dark secret, while the rest of the family think Uncle Charlie's still really, really great and yeah. lovely man even though he says some quite horrific things and has some really violent mood swings. And then these detectives come into town 
and they're trying to persuade young Charlie to yeah. tell them what they found out about him. I I do not think this is a, a sort of classic Hitchcock. It's nowhere near the same caliber as The Bird or Psycho or Vertigo. Or, 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 I'm not a big fan of Vertigo. Frenzy, I really loved. Um, which I, love, I watched last I love year. Rebecca. Yeah, I don't think it's up there with them, but it's it's just nice to watch. It's nice to watch a solid film which has got. Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous that. It does feel it has plot holes where the central character is acting really horrific, horrifically in front of the mother, and yet she's uh, completely ignored it. She's she's beyond innocent to almost being lobotomized. Um, but I really enjoyed it. So if you fancy watching an old black and white film, you can try and find a Hitchcock cameo, which is quite subtle in this one. Okay. Uh, I, I recommend it. What's it called again? Shadow of a Doubt. Shadow of a Doubt. Okay. Cool. Um, I give it. I give it. Six Mariks, maybe seven. Okay, and what would you give the first half of Diana? Two. Two. So it might get more if it really pulls it out of the bag and it turns out it was all Charles's dream. Let me look up the... If anyone who's seen Diana, I'd like to hear your opinions of it. Um, Currently on IMDb, it's got 5.5. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's nearly as high as Untouchable. From last week. <laughs> no, that's got eight point six nine. Has it? Oh yeah. yeah, no, I'm thinking Metacritic, yeah. where it's a five point seven. Um, all right. Well, that's us for this week. We'll be back next week with more films. Um, we last thing to say is we do do this podcast for free, and apart from sporadic and occasional uh, sponsorship. Um, uh, we have to shoulder all of the cost so if you have enjoyed the show and would like to help us out with that then please go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there and everyone who has thank you very much yeah, thank you thank you thank you we'll be back next week with more films keep watching, watching the, the films, films. even on a budget Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.